because we watched the yeah so it was like the scrolls so she's she's part of that you gotta watch Captain Marvel you gotta watch Spider-Man hello and welcome to Louisville's best podcast a podcast about everything nothing and all things in between I am Tim and I am joined tonight by two of my friends, John and Brian. Uh, oh, sorry. Whoa. <laughs> abrupt, was a, abrupt stop. Yeah, uh, no, no. No soft. Uh, no soft we, we're, short, we're short, too. Uh, Aaron's headphones are broke. Charlie, I think, is, is dog watching. Uh, so working. So uh, it's just the three of us again. So when it's the three-man special, you never know exactly <laughs> what you're going to get. Uh, John's messing with cameras. You can't see. I got Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, producer. He's he's putting a camera pointed right at Brian's face. <laughs> it's because I'm so ugly. You got to get the right no, lighting to cover it up. Brian, out of all of us on the podcast, you're you're the best looking no, by I don't, far. I don't got that. Anywho, let's see how everybody's doing tonight, uh, and and then just dive right in. John, how are you, buddy? I am doing great this evening, John. Since it's just the three of us and we're all sports guys. Yep. What would be your walk up song for baseball? Oh, oh my goodness! Yeah. Um, that's a good question. That's a, question. that's a great question. I'm going to judge you forever. <laughs> you judge me forever on it if I don't get this one right. Uh, Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's yeah, good. I love that. Good. That's I've always wanted that as a walk-up song in life. And since I don't play professional sports of any yeah. type, that would be that would be the best. That'd that be would best be the me. next great customization in all of these 2K games. Like you, you know, when you're getting announced, you're in the starting lineup. Like on the basketball game, right? You'd have the music in the background, or you could do your own, record your own intro. You can do. You can do that in. Well, then, I don't know if you can actually do. In my your own. simulation version on the computer, <laughs> you can pick whichever song as long as it's an eight-bit theme. <laughs> you. Beep, 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 Kid Icarus beep, coming beep, up to bed. You can do whatever you want on that. Uh, Welcome PC to the one. jungle, but it's on a MIDI file or something. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, man. Brian, what's your uh, what's your walk up song for baseball? Uh, Journey, don't stop believing. Oh, it's like you're telling yourself before you even get to the bat. You can do it. That's right. You can do it. <laughs> oh yeah, it's good. It's good. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited because uh, John, John had a powwow with us a couple of weeks ago. Said, "Hey, let's change things up a little bit." So, uh, well, we had to. We were starting to get bored. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, what was your walk-up song? Uh, yeah, you never told us. You didn't say. I would like. So this is breakfast. Probably, breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. That's it, the that's theme song. I'll be yeah. there for you. <laughs> I hate you guys. I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm not even telling you now. No, you no, got to no, tell us now. No. Like, yeah, come on. Come on, baby. You got to tell no. it. No, it, yeah. it's just a friend's theme song. That's what it's going to be. The Rembrandts. <laughs> I'll be there for you. I'll be there for you. And then I'll strike out, <laughs> break a bat, Playing break for a the, And then I'm up next. Don't stop believing in us. Yeah. Let's go, Reds fans. Woo! That's right. Hey, 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 11 in a row. Looks like maybe 12 in a row tonight. Vado just hit one. Maybe. Did a three-run blast against the Braves, which is not any no small feat. Nope. Ever since they brought up, blah, 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 blah. what's his name? Ellie De La Cruz. Yeah, the, the Cruz from the Louisville You Bats. act like it's a hard name to say, John. <laughs> I couldn't remember it. <laughs> wasn't making fun of it. I, I, I watched minor league baseball at the time, and there's some crazy names. Like, there's this, there's one guy's name is like Johan Fran Garcia. <laughs> well, see, that's that's why we don't do a sports podcast because I would be like, yeah, you know, a blah, 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 blah. <laughs> hit 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 a hit a touchdown. You hit a dinger. 
Sure did put a dinger out there in the left field last night. So uh, John is going to start us off tonight with uh, with a news article to really grab our attention. And uh, he's got music. He's prepped. This is Summer, summer John. Summer John. Summer John brings it. I do bring it. I, I bring it every week, yeah. including the editing and the, all the other stuff there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we decided we're going to do something a little bit different starting this week. Um, just kind of get back to doing some segments because segments are fun. And so that's what we're going to do. But I'm going to bring some weird news this week. All right, bring Next it. week, we've got some dumb crimes and stupid crimes. We've got one for you. One a shout out for you. Nice. For last week. Wow. Or right. for next week. So right. that's what we're going to be doing this week is um, just a couple weird stories that we pulled off the internet. Some of these I've already heard. Some of you may have heard. But one of them is. One of them is for us dog lovers. We've got a dog lover story, and we also got this one oh, here. I can go ahead and leave then. Yeah, this is this is one that I think everybody in. <laughs> oh come on, Brian! He was laid upstairs earlier on the floor or in his cage. The dog was not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I should have said that before. <laughs> before I went with the whole, he was laying up there spread eagle on the floor. <laughs> That dog didn't have a care in the world earlier that no. night. He was laying there. He was just smiling on his face. He was definitely jealous. Yeah, I'll go on the official official record. Bogey is a good dog. We had to take ours to the vet this week. Is this and your story? No, this is not my story, but this is just a... And so Carla leaves. It's supposed to be like 4.15. She's like, I was like, do you want me to go with you? Do you want me to go? She's like, no, I think I got this. I think she'll be okay. Put her in a car. And dog's like, bye. You know, off they go. 4, 4, 4.15. 4.45, they're back. I'm like, that didn't take long. She looked, they didn't get to see her because she went crazy. She was in there like all like, <laughs> like going nuts. So they gave us like, um, I don't know what it is. You have to ask Dog trank. It's a dog trank. So the night before we had to give her one. And she's just sitting on the back porch like high as a kite. <laughs> I mean, she's just like laughing at everything. <laughs> and then they say Carla take her and give her another one. And they still had to muzzle the dog to get her, get her the really? shots and stuff she needs. It was insane. Mm. But. Here's one for us, and this, I think everybody would like to be able to do this right here tonight. This, I would love to find this. California family finds a one million pennies while cleaning out their home. That was how many pennies? Uh, one million. One million pennies. What's that? Uh, what's home. that equal? Uh, about hundred dollars. No, it's like uh, <laughs> hundred thousand. I don't know. I don't this, know. this is why none of us teach math. I think it's hundred thousand. I think it's hundred thousand. Both these stories come from the Associated Press. So I mean, just to get the shout out there, as we have to do. So John Rees here is hoping to sell a. Co- uh, sell copper coins for $25,000. So when a California real estate agent, John Reyes, went to Los Angeles to clean out his former home of his father-in-law, he expected to find some trash. Instead, he found some cash. Ooh. More than 1 million copper pennies, to be specific. Reyes, a real estate agent from Ontario, California, found the massive amount of moolah, not their words, not mine, worth uh, at least $10,000. Last year, in a crawl space under the home that once belonged to his father-in-law, Fritz, who had lived there with his brother for decades. I am totally confused how it's only worth 10000 if it's a million pennies. <laughs> Tim's doing the math. <laughs> Tim's going to do the math while we continue Google's to read here. Uh, Ray and his wife, Elizabeth, it's $10, and other... It is $10,000, yeah. So he's trying to sell for twenty five. But I thought, I thought, but I thought he, well, meant he had him over, like... Can, let me finish the story. John, this is our problem with news stories. We jump right to it. Yeah, y'all just, y'all just hey, jump right to the end. the first thing is when I Google this. L.A. family finds $1 million. <laughs> Yeah, see, see that, but that's my job right, to look ahead, these things up ahead. because you guys are working and I'm sitting in the basement playing uh, baseball. We got you. All right, the theme songs. Ryan is wife. <laughs> Ryan is wife Elizabeth and other family members have spent the last few years cleaning out the home in the hopes of renovating it. But a daunting task is is for a simple reason: they kept everything, so they were kind of hoarders. Uh, Ryan said that the crawl space was so tight the family members had to get on their knees to reach into some of the corners. He said, "We're trying to do the j- thorough job, though." 
And as a result, starting finding bunches of loose pennies before discovering the boxes and bank bags filled with pennies made before the U.S. switched to copper to zinc in the 1980s. He goes on to say this. We want to sell... Yeah, I lost my place. He wants to sell them, but what we know is that there is a craze on the internet of people looking for the million-dollar penny, Ray says. The Sacramento, he told that to Sacramento Bee. We just want to sell them to someone who knows they could sell them for more than the penny's value. Uh, since, the offer, since the offer went up, the setup as a bunch of local sites, Ray's is asking anyone else who may be interested in the pennies to message him via his Instagram page. However, as KTLA notes at the bottom of the article, you have to figure out how to transport the pennies yourself. So there it is. That's uh, that's one of them this evening. One million one pennies? One million pennies, yeah. $10,000. How do you even accumulate? Well, if you, from what I saw on the internet, because I went back and... <laughs> This this needed to be researched. I mean, I had to research this. According to what some other outlets said, is that they had kind of ran him and his brother had kind of ran like a kind of a bed and breakfast thing, and so it was just this accumulation of cash that they had gotten over years and years and years, and they had just hoarded it back. Probably, if you go back and look at them, since it's his father, and we don't know exactly how old this guy is. That's that's a real. And my, my grandparents did the same thing, not with pennies, but that's a real de- uh, depression era type of mentality, what holding on pennies? to this type of stuff. I mean, ten thousand dollars is a, that's a lot of money. Now I don't know if this is copper or the new brand, but one million pennies weighs five hundred and fifty thousand pounds, according yeah. to Google. Well, I, I, how was that house supporting five hundred and fifty thousand? Well, the pounds? pennies were keeping the house up. Well, it was in a crawl space. It was in a crawl space. So, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking. Still, uh, my dad, years. my dad, I went over to my mom and dad's the other day, and they were like, he's like, hey, and I had read this story, so I was kind of like, you know, man, it'd be awesome. Find something. He's like, I found something under the porch. I was like, oh, ten thousand pennies. He's like, no, this little army man. I think it's yours, little plastic <laughs> army man. It was a treasure beyond treasure beyond money. I will tell you that right now. So. Second story we have this evening uh, comes from Wow. This is a Guinness Book of World Records. Wow? Nothing come from Wow. It comes from Associated oh. Press. Just you like said Wow. <sighs> for the dog lovers in the room. Oh, the penny story wasn't for the dog lovers. No, this one's for the okay. dog lovers. This is for the dog. That's lovers. that's called a tease. That's a tease. Yeah. <laughs> tease. Come on, man. Get another tease. The business we call it a tease. <laughs> One million right. pennies. Here it is. Second story. We're only doing two, so you don't have to worry about a whole night's worth of this stuff. Louisiana pooch sets Guinness's world record for largest tongue on a living dog. Now, I saw the picture of this thing, and this tongue is huge. Brian, you got a ruler? <laughs> Not around here. All right, here we go. Let me read the story to y'all from the Associated Press. I don't know. AP must have had much else to do this week or something. When it comes to long doggy tongues... A Louisiana German Shepherd mix is licking all covers. No, no. We got to finish it now. Zoe, hold on to it, Brian. Of course. Of course. Hold on, Brian. We got it. Here hold we on go. to the tongue? <laughs> Just hold on to the comments. <laughs> Zoe, a three-year-old... Uh, came from Maytree, Louisiana, has just been declared a living dog with the longest, largest tongue by the Genesis World Records. For the record... Both literally and figuratively, Zoe's tongue measures a whopping five inches long. I was expecting something much more than oh, five too. inches. Yeah, but five inches gets you the record? I'm pretty sure, like, Bogey's tongue is five inches. <laughs> I don't know. 
It's uh, longer than a 12-ounce soda can. You mean I got to get us for a regular dog upstairs? <laughs> okay. Come here. When she was only six weeks old, she was adopted by the San Andrew Williams. Wait, six tongue. weeks long or six feet? Or six, six feet. <laughs> five <laughs> inches long or five inches wide? Five inches long. I'm just, I'm just reading the story. That's, that's a, that's a that's long not tongue. Impressive. Get a measuring tape. I bet you that's longer than what you think. That's, that's Hold on. I bet you that's, that's longer than what we think. Anyway. Bob Bryant's off looking for a measuring tape. Um, now I've lost my place again. But her tongue was titanic even back then. Sadie and Zoe's tongues were sticking out of her mouth in their very John. first picture. John, I, I'm pretty sure my tongue's this, that long. On <laughs> Hang on. I gotta, I'm pretty sure. Show us, Brian. Show us what five inches looks like there. <laughs> now, Susie... Yeah, no, you got, you got pull, pull, pull back. You can't. There you go. There it is. Yeah, that's a long tongue for a dog. Compared to my head. Yeah, I mean, come on, that's a long. Brian, measure long... my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll Tim's a solid three and a half. Four. I'm almost the size of a dog's tongue. Yeah, but you're not. But this is a, this is a Genesis book of a record story. I would dog to have like, like a twelve inch right, tongue. I, I was or gonna something. say, like we should have said before you said that what our guess was yeah, for the Guinness. Guess. I'd have been like what sixteen inches or <laughs> something. Got to pull them, wrap it around its snout. You should see the picture. <laughs> I would have totally been like, oh yeah, twelve. Are you 13. sure there's like not a smudged one on the front of that, like fifteen <laughs> inches? No, this is the good printer. <laughs> Five inches long, longer than a 12-inch soda can. I'm just telling you what it says. In the process, now listen, this is a big feat. In the process, <laughs> Zoe beat out the previous living record holder, Bisbee, an English settler from Tucson, Arizona, who was awarded a title early this year. However, both Zoe and Bisbee will have to grow their tongues a lot more if they want to um, let me see her claim the all-time record now, previously held looks, by Mochi. This picture of the dog looks a lot longer than five inches. Oh yeah. What? How are they measuring that? Is it? I wonder if it's five inches from outside I'm of the show, mouth. I'm sure. Yeah, that tongue There's is a lot longer. There's no than five way inches. that's only five inches. I'll have to put a picture of the dog on the video. I, bet you that's what, I wonder if it's how far it extends out past the mouth. Past, past like the last yeah. tooth. Yeah. But I don't know. I they don't have the pre. Let me just finish the story. Again, parameters, folks. Parameters on this podcast. But the previous was held by Mochi, a St. Bernard in South Dakota. Mochi's tongue measured a whopping 7.3 inches what? before she died in October 2021 <laughs> at the age of Oh, so it's living. It's living, living dog. dog. So there yeah. was one with 7.3, but it died. Yeah. That, so, so now the question is... That's not is, five inches. Wait, now the question is, is how? what is the longest tongue for ever? a dog ever that's dead or whatever? Well, 7.5, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, not. there's your incredible, weird news stories. Such a divisive way. article, John. I can't believe you would do well, that. Well, it's because it's him. Tim is the one that's making it divisive, not me. Well, two things. A, five-inch tongue is not that impressive. Second, the picture, that dog's tongue is like nine inches. <laughs> like, I, like, I'm trying to keep this a kid's show, but like, who's measuring that? In the it's world, it's all I know. In the world, well, tonight's list comes from also from John. So <laughs> I had a lot of time on my hands. It's uh, world record animal tongues. <laughs> no, uh, it is ten terrifying adap- adaptions, uh, adaptations of adored children's characters from listverse.com. Number one is Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Uh, there was 
mere months after the copyright expired for the lovable Honey Hungry Bear Winnie the Pooh. Uh, the movie Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey was in production. As the name suggests, the 2023 movie is a slasher. It sees the formerly sweet yellow bear transformed into a snarling, axe-wielding beast. It was the brainchild of the people I don't really care about. But uh, he wrote a script in which an adult Christopher Robbins returns to the 100-acre woods and finds a feral poo. Actual words in the article, feral poo. <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> and friends angry at having been abandoned. The film's trailer quickly went viral. Some fans were enraged. They did a petition, and the movie still came out. So, uh, did anybody see Pooh, Blood and Honey? No, I didn't. I didn't oh, see. Bother. I didn't see Pooh, Blood, Pooh, Blood, Pooh, 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 Blood and Honey. I've never seen Bloody Pooh. <laughs> I hope not. I haven't seen the movie, and I don't want to see it because it just looks like one of those that's just out of control. I just don't like it. It looks creepy. No. No, thank you. I mean, it is a pretty creepy Winnie the Pooh looking thing. All right. This next one uh, is not out yet. It is a Bambi horror film. I guess everybody's trademarks expired at the same time. I don't know. Uh, The production team behind Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey was quick to pounce on another beloved character's copyright, which expired in 2023, and it was Bambi. And so they've released, or they're working on Bambi the Reckoning. Wow. Instead of representing beauty, innocence, and nature, the adorable deer is transformed into a vicious killing machine. Still in production, so uh, it might be affected by the writer's strike currently. <laughs> uh, the ritual follows... Oh, sorry. It's now called the ritual, not the reckoning. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, it follows a group of friends stalked by ancient evil when hiking in the vast Scandinavian wilderness. Uh, this not- one looks I can't tell if they're making it live action or if it looks like claymation but the picture has Bambi bloody eating thumper <laughs> yeah it looks pretty gross <clears throat> yeah. no thank you uh, number 8 Pinocchio uh, which I don't know if this is just going to reference the recent Pinocchio movie that came out that was awful or uh, but it says uh, in the 1990s there was a movie called Pinocchio's Revenge <laughs> It's a plot similar to the horror classic Child's Play in which a serial killer's soul inhabits a children's toy to continue his murder spree. Pinocchio's revenge lets viewers decide whether the doll truly came alive or whether it was all a figment of a twisted child's imagination. The child Zoe is the daughter of attorney defending a serial killer. Blah, blah, blah. She becomes attached to Pinocchio. Is she evil? Is the doll evil? We don't know. The world Who may never know. Knows. Now, this next one I've actually seen. It's Jack Frost. I've seen this. I've never seen Jack Frost. I think yeah. everybody's seen Jack Frost. I don't particularly remember the scene here that's going on in Jack Frost, but uh, 1997 saw the release of the ridiculous holiday horror where a convicted serial killer is turned into a genetically modified snowman animated with splendidly bad special effects and splitting... Spitting. Spitting. Silly one-liner. Sorry, I couldn't tell if there was an L there. Uh, the vengeful killer snowman spends the Christmas holidays. I'm having some mic problems. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> hunting down his enemies. You all right over there? It won't, it won't lock into place. Uh, in a variety of ways, like uh, shooting icicles out of his hands. 
Um, evidently, this became a cult classic. I'm not really sure. It was awful. It was really yeah, it's really bad. It came out at the same time that the Michael Keaton one <laughs> came Ross. out. Yeah, yeah there was a and lot they, of missed rentals. Yeah. But you, you don't even understand uh, that these type of movies had like waiting lists at the video store that I worked at. Oh, yeah, I watched it. I mean, yeah. It. So it was like we're sitting here making fun of these things, but it, these literally would be like top renters. People coming in like, you got that you got that Jack Frost movie? Right, right, right. It's like, the, well, the Michael Keaton one? They're like, no, the one where he kills everybody. It's like, yeah, I guess. I mean, there was a summer where Brian and myself and Doug, uh, one of us was always at my house watching horror films mm-hmm. a whole summer. We watched, the worst was the Mangler about the clothes folding machine that was possessed. Yeah. It would just fold people in half. Yeah, we had that. Yeah. I remember, if I'm not mistaken, John, on that Jack Frost uh, I guess it would have been a DVD, not DVD, a VHS, that it was lenticular. It looked like a regular snowman, and then when you turned it, he had the, like, fat yeah. mouth. Wow. Mm-hmm. Did you drop in big words? Yeah, That's, it had yeah. the, that was on the, I think that was on uh, the yeah, yeah, I just yeah, called that a hologram. No, it wasn't, it changed. It changed. I know, yeah. I know. I'm going to skip a couple of them here, uh, but let's go to number five, <laughs> Humpty Dumpty. The picture for this looks insane. The Curse of Humpty Dumpty. It's unlikely that all the king's horses and all the king's men could put together a sillier horror movie than Scott Jeffries' The Curse of Humpty Dumpty. Taking advantage of the fact that the classic nursery rhyme never states Humpty Dumpty is an egg, Jeffrey opts for a killer clown doll with a cracked skull. Holy cow. This doll is purchased at an antique shop by two sisters returning to their childhood home with their dementia-suffering mother. Gosh. Holy cow. What a premise. What a premise. Uh, Surprisingly, the movie gets deep into the family drama side of the things, and the doll only kills four people. Only four. Only four. Only four. Good. Making it more of a psychological drama than the traditional slasher one one might expect from a creepy doll. Uh, number four, The Little Mermaid. The movie's called The Lure. Uh, this goes back to almost to something that John was talking about before the podcast, uh, Tommyknockers, which are sailors, ghosts, luring people into the water. Yeah. Some, uh, another some classic Disney tale had been twisted into something different and darker is The Little Mermaid. Um, 2015 Polish horror musical musical the movie follows two vampiric mermaids who want to live in America but surface in Warsaw working as backup singers and strippers at a nightclub (laughs) one falls for the member of the nightclub band who lures them there while the other struggles to keep her vampiric urges under the control as a stream of easy victims arise in the form of admiring men attending the nightclub after hearing about the mermaids. So they're not hi- they're not hiding that they're mermaids? Uh, uh, I don't know. I hadn't seen it. <laughs> I don't think we're going to. Um, uh, sounds like uh, From Dusk Till Dawn. A little bit, except for the one the falls for something. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, number three is the 2022 The Mean One. It's the Evil Grinch movie. Uh, it's one thing to steal Christmas, but it's quite another to go into a Christmas killing spree. Dr. Seuss's famous green fiend becomes a bloodthirsty beast angered by a father and a daughter flouting a town's ban on Christmas decorations in 2022's The Mean One. It features an established cult horror actor, David Howard Thornton, who if Charlie was here would be like, yeah, that's so-and-so. <laughs> yeah, and I'd be dude, like, uh, He'd be totally. I know. Uh, known for playing the clown in the Terrifier movies? 
Never heard. Oh of yeah, terrifiers. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, the story follows Cindy, a traumatized adult, returning to her childhood home where she saw her mother murdered by the furry green monster. With her is her father, and they're seeking closure by selling the house. They discover the town banned Christmas after the murder. Everybody blames Cindy for killing Christmas with her silly story of a green monster. However, history begins to repeat itself when Cindy and her father decorate the house. That's right. Wow. Amazing. Uh, number two, a movie that John and I have talked about recently because we both saw it was Santa Claus, Violent Night. Uh, this was the David Harbour uh, vehicle that was on Netflix where basically a family gets taken hostage on Christmas Eve. He's Santa Claus. He hates being Santa Claus, but this kind of renews his his joy and turns out he's an ancient Viking or something like that trapped as Santa Claus, uh, and he just straight murders people the entire movie. So a lot of one-liners, a lot of Home Alone-esque stuff. John, you watched that one, didn't you? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> it was okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, is, it is what it was. Yeah. It was just kind of... I mean, David Harbour plays a good, terrible Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's okay. I mean, if if you're if you kind of want to if you want to, I don't recommend it. No, it's it's like I think it was overhyped. Yeah. I mean, I I kind of wanted to see it. At, maybe it's because you want to see it at Christmas time. Well, it but... was advertised as uh, Die Hard meets like Bad Santa, and it yeah. was more Bad Santa meets Home Alone. Yeah, it yeah. was. <laughs> it. When you when you got to rely on that, the past. when you got to rely on that kind of over the top violence for everything, it's kind of like okay, that's, there's not much story here. Not that you're expecting much story, but still, it's like come on. I just he, he's good in Stranger Things. He's all right. he's all right, yeah. but yeah. I just don't understand all the hype behind him. All of a sudden, he, I like he's a lot Harvard, of different yeah. stuff. Yeah. Grand Trees move. Yeah. yeah, this looks okay. Nissan, not Nissan. Nissan. I was absolute garbage at that game. I don't know if any of us of y'all played that, but that game, I was absolute garbage at Gran Turismo. Yeah, I think every racing game I've ever played, I've oh, never yeah. learned where the brake was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if it's tilt, not Mario baby. Kart, I can't race it. It's full yeah. tilt. Well, this, all right, number one, yeah, John. Okay, keep going. Sorry. That's all right. Sorry, no, go ahead, John. No, I'm, I'm good. We're talking when about Gran I played Turismo. racing games on the simulator on my computer. Don't diss my simulator games, man. Uh, I would, I would design the cars. I'd paint them up. You gotta, no, John, John would be like into the details of the actual engine itself. Like he could be like, oh, if I tweak this now, I got extra oh, 12 on. horsepower. Like, Do you think boom. John knows that stuff? I think uh, you don't have to know. The game would show him. Yeah, you don't have to really know it. I mean, you don't have to know what makes a great baseball team to yeah, know well, who to draft. Yeah, kind of, well, I mean, you know. You just got to not be able to pronounce their names. <laughs> So, All right, the banana sweats. So I like, so I like game, baseball simulators. <laughs> I wanted to see this one because it kind of looked like a ripoff of Five Night at Freddy's, which is actually finally getting its own movie. Uh, the Banana Splits, the beloved Hanna-Barbera animal band, begins to butcher their live studio audience when they learn their show <laughs> has been canceled. The film follows a young boy and his mother who had brought, bought him tickets to the live taping for his birthday. Uh, it happened to be the unlucky day when Flegel the Beagle, Bingo the Ape, Drooper the Lion, and Snorky the Elephant heard they were being cut. Beloved 60 Saturday morning show might seem an unusual choice for a horror adaption, but the team behind it believed the band's sunglasses and permanent expressions made them perfectly creepy. Not the fact that they were killing people, I guess. The uh, movie is great. Seen I've seen it. I wanted to see I've actually, it. Like this is worth my time. 
Well, yeah, I, I guess. I mean, it depends on, <laughs> depends John, on what else John, you got going this, on. I mean, is this worth the time? When I get done with that movie, am I going to be like, oh, man, there's two hours I'm never getting back? I don't know. It it's it's a good little it's 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 a sci-fi channel movie. Okay, I mean, thing. if if you want to go down that road, I think when this first was advertised, I was like, I want to see this, and every one of you on this podcast were like, this looks stupid. You're an idiot. It is. Tim. It is stupid, but it's glorious. It's glorious. It's gloriously oh, stupid. It's the most amazing thing ever. No, I didn't say it's an amazing thing ever. It ain't. It, it's not. But it's it's. If you just want to sit down, and you just want so it's, mindless. It's better than Violent Night. If I had to pick yeah. between the two, of I would them. think that it's better than Violent yeah. Night. Yeah. Well, and it's it's. All of us from our generation has seen the banana splits on somewhere, da, da, boomerang or somewhere. Da, 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 so it's, you know, there's some of that da, kind of throwback nostalgia da, da, to it. It doesn't make any sense that if people are still going to see them today and it's supposed to be this massively big thing, then all of a sudden they're getting cut. And the entire production looks like it's done in a warehouse. You know, oh, so I thought it, they ran out of no Chuck E. Cheese. No, no, that, that's, 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 that's different. That would have been better. Yeah. But... It's um, it's it's violent. It's gloriously violent. Yeah, it's got some. It's got a few little shout outs to um, the banana splits. Well, no, they're all in it throughout the whole thing. Talking about Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, it's got a couple little. Yeah. I mean, that's supposedly it's finally getting its own. Yeah. Uh, I saw that. Rendition. Yeah, but so yeah, I wouldn't bet. Oh. If Aaron was on right now, he would dive into the history of Five Nights at Freddy's <laughs> and how it was created and all this stuff. So, shout out to Aaron. Yeah. But uh, that's it, John. That's that's the list. That's the list. All right. Let's run into box office this week. All right. Let's do the box. Because it is stellar. Let me tell you. It is it is rocking. John and some cockroaches contributed to the box office this week. <laughs> that was one of the funniest. Uh, Kelsey and I did, too. That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen I somebody say. I last week. When it came to the guy on the podcast was like when it come to the Disney movie Elemental <laughs> movie theater cockroaches were voluntarily checking into Roach Motel so they didn't have to watch it. <laughs> and it but it did make number two this week. So we used to do this all the time. We're gonna we're bring it back every other week. Number one's gotta be what into the Spider-Verse. I'll let you all decide. What y'all think it is? Oh no, Transformers. All right. Uh, we're just gonna run through the top five here real quick and tell you what they grossed this week, just in case you want to know, because everybody wants to know. Say Spider Verse. Number five on our list this week is the Little Mermaid. It brought in on a whopping, an, a, an amazing eleven thousand fifty one dollars, eleven eleven million. I'm sorry, eleven million fifty one thousand dollars five hundred forty four. How many pennies is that? Everybody lost their pennies. Um, yeah. So eleven million dollars. John, let me or Brian, let me ask you this: on the Little Mermaid, what do you think? It's year to date. Domestic, so like just here locally, the grosses on the Little Mermaid in the United States. Yeah, you're yeah, saying? yeah, yeah. Fifty-seven million. No, come on, it's been out a few <laughs> it's, weeks. It's it's a little bit more than that, Ryan. Oh, my bad. Well, I mean, you're already down to eleven. Uh, we'll go then. It that came out May twenty-six. Okay, so it's been out one month, four weeks. Uh, okay, uh, hundred and thirty million. It's actually at two hundred and sixty million. Yeah, there you go. I'm halfway but there. But I would think. <laughs> Don't stop believing. Folks. It should have been so much more. Do you? Disney just sucks. But, but at these I things. go back to. I don't think any of these live adaptations that Disney has done has no. been a stellar box office. No, well, nothing what, is. What is Dumbo, Disney doing? Lion King. I mean, you know, I'm a huge Lion King fan, and I. I mean, well, so here's the crazy thing about looking at it here, because this is domestic <clears throat> numbers for the week of the 16th. And nothing is stellar. 
there's no massive no. winners. I mean, it's just horror. I mean, it's just these these numbers are absolutely brutal. Anyway, so uh, Little Mermaid, eleven million overall, two hundred fifty three million. That's, what was that's that number gross. five? That's number five. five. Yeah, yeah. Number four, Transformers: Rise of the Beast made twenty million six hundred eighty six. Uh, Twenty million six hundred eighty-six thousand five hundred ninety-nine for a gross total of one hundred one million for its entire run so far. It's been a week, isn't it? Yeah, it's been about a week. Uh, let's see, uh, number three, Spider-Man across the um, Spider-Verse. Now it's it's outpacing these other movies, but at the same time, it's it's just this week's gross. So the overall is actually better. It's, it would be number one for this week. Uh, Twenty-seven million. One thousand one hundred forty-one dollars. Some of that was you and me and mm-hmm. our kids. Yeah. Susie, nineteen-year-old, was like, "I want to go see this. I want to go see this." So I was like, "All right, let's go." It's crazy. That movie is awesome. Yeah, that movie if you is, haven't got it's it's wild and intense. It's probably the best. We're going to be talking about it in the next pod. Yeah, it's probably the best superhero movie put out this summer, and that's saying a lot because Guardians Three came out. But it was a, a, a this was a. Good movie. I mean, it was a well done movie. It is. Who made better than Guardians Three? I'm, I'm putting it out there. Yeah, mm. I'm putting it out. I there. mean, I can, I can get by though. I might need a Flamotidine. I got a little heartburn over that with Josh. <laughs> That's Number two. Yeah. Everybody under over the age of thirty knows what Flamotidine <laughs> is. <laughs> Number two. Uh, it's Elemental. Elemental. Right? Yeah. Now hang on. This is for the week. Good gosh. $29,602,429. That's opening weekend. That's opening Yeah, it's opened up this week. That's terrible. For a gross total of $29,602,429. What do you think its budget is? Its budget is probably $235 million. $200 million. Yeah, it was right at $220. Does that count the the marketing and all that, too? Yeah, probably. I heard a. I feel like it's been shoved down. I mean, shoved in our faces. Well, they're they're gonna they're crashing on it because I heard a guy say that a movie like this has to double back whatever their production cost is to make to break even. So that means they would have to make back four hundred to five hundred million just to break even because of everything that's going on. They're not gonna do that. I don't see how they're staying afloat. I mean, it's just insane. And number one, one that I liked. Now I did go see this in theaters. Tim's what I'm talking about doing. Me and Brian were talking about it upstairs, and Tim had his fingers in his ears. He's like, yeah, because you were trying to give spoilers out. <laughs> it really wasn't a spoiler. <laughs> it wasn't matter. a spoiler. I want that. I want the. I want the. I, I don't know. Well, never mind. I want the shock. Go ahead. It wasn't a shock. <laughs> it was a shock at all. It was like something you would just completely gloss over if you didn't know what it yeah, was. Yeah, Tim's what he's like. No spoilers. No, he's done that ever since we've done this. He's like, no I've spoilers. done that because you spoiled so many movies, John. <laughs> You spoiled the Just Star Trek follow movie the on White Facebook. Rabbit, Tim. When we, the were White reco- Rabbit. when we were recording in my basement, it would start talking about it, and we only had one camera. You see Tim like run- in the background, <laughs> running around in circles because he didn't want to talk about this it. This goes back to when on Brian when when you ruined the Star Trek movie by yelling <laughs> "Con" on Facebook. Con, oh, come on! Everybody knew it was Con. Tim didn't, obviously. I my. suspected my. And he man, he he was serious. My name is Khan. Yes, he was. He was bad. He was a good Khan. He wasn't quite Matrovan's Khan, though. You know, I am the. What would have made him a better Khan <laughs> is if it had kind of pulled the wool over my eyes the entire movie, and I didn't know it was him. <laughs> and then they revealed it. But no, somebody had already told me. <laughs> I'll teach you to be friends with me, Alfie. <laughs> so anyway. 
number one this week, kind of by default, I guess, was was The Flash. Fifty, but still, you're talking about a opening movie of, of one of the most popular comic book characters of all time. Fifty-five million forty-three thousand six hundred seventy-five. That is gonna tank so bad. If you haven't seen it, you might as well wait till it comes out on HBO Max because it's probably gonna be there in the next few weeks. So, anyways, that is the box office rundown for June sixteenth, two thousand and twenty-three. Well, I. Uh, th- for one, and I'm excited. Uh, hopefully, I'll see The Flash so I can say that I've seen two of the five. Uh, right now, John is seeing two of the five, and we know he's going to go see Elemental. I was going to say, my daughter's seen more than I have of that list. Did she see Elemental? No, but she's seen Little Mermaid and uh, something else. Transformers? Maybe, I don't remember. Rise of the Beast? Oh, yeah. Aaron and his ape, ape movie. <laughs> Aaron, <laughs> shout out to you. I uh, hope you're enjoying whatever you're doing. Same with you, Charlie. But, uh... Until next week, uh, I'm sorry to dog tongues larger than five inches or less than. I, I, Come on, whatever. that was amazing. And uh, if you're collecting pennies, uh, get you a moving truck. Get you a moving truck. And until next time, I am sorry, Brent. We will catch you later. John, you're Aaron. Go. All right. I had a dog once, and I know I had a tongue. I, was, I can't do Aaron. I'm sorry. John, that, that dog's tongue was not five inches. <laughs> <laughs> I hope your own heart's provided. The dog's tongue was not five inches! <laughs>